You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode at Bedford's Camera today. A great partner of mine have graciously given me their back room to record some podcasts. We've been here before, uh, and they're just a great, they're just great partners. And, and if you need a camera or if you follow us on Instagram and you like taking photos, videos, whatever it is, if you need prints, these are the guys for you. Uh, they have stores all over the state. So Bedford's Camera in Oklahoma City, and I think they're in Tulsa as well and a bunch of other places. So huge shout out to them before we get started. Uh, really means a lot to have their support. And with me today, I have Dee Hudson, who's just brought me some amazing cookie dough, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, go to the website cookiedolicious.com uh, and I guess on social media too, right? Probably. Uh, yeah, it's Okie Dough. Okie Dough, mm-hmm. which I'm sure probably some of you have already had it. If you've been to Thunder Games, you guys are in Chesapeake Arena and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a lot about that and, and your partnership with Made in Oklahoma and how this came about. Before we get into the treats, um, tell me a, bit, a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Dee Hudson, mm-hmm. and I am an educator at heart. I've been in education over 20 years. I um, am a counselor right now at Tulsa Tech, which is you know the largest technology center in the state. And um, my husband w- was a football coach for 30 years. So how Okie Doe started was it was a snow day mm-hmm. in Owasso, Oklahoma, and um, my son was in high school, and I cook a lot and bake a lot for the kids and the football players, since my husband was a coach, and I was making the entire day homemade cinnamon rolls, homemade cookies. Yeah. When it came to the cookies, um, the kids kept dipping in with the spoons in the cookie dough, and like we all have been told, don't eat the dough raw, but we all did, yeah. and nobody died from it yet. Um, but they said, well, why don't you make it without the eggs, and then we could eat it all the time. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it began. The idea started. Yeah. The idea started. And so after the snow day, and um, I started tinkering with recipes and ideas, and I would take it to school to yeah. the kids and let them sample. And after about five different recipes, they all concluded that this was it, yeah. and they encouraged me to do a festival. And that's just kind of how it took off. Yeah, I, a lot of the a lot of the podcasts we've done with with Made in Oklahoma and Oklahoma Agritourism and everyone else that, that's in partnership with us. Um, it's the it's the great business stories that come from just something like that, right? It's not that we have we you didn't set out 
you know, to, to make cookie dough and no. do this as a business, right? It's just kind of happened. And you've right. taken that opportunity and ran with it, which is really cool. Right. You mentioned your husband was a football coach. Where did you guys meet? We actually met in college. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the quarterback. I was the cheerleader. So we have that little, um, you know, American yeah. story. Um, my husband, my husband, um, first coaching job was in Altus, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And um, so we kind of just traveled through the state with different jobs. Um, I actually grew up in Arizona. Okay. But my um, all my family is from Oklahoma, and my parents both went to college in Weatherford. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to come back and go to college here, and I yeah. met him the very first day of my freshman year. At Southwestern. At Southwestern. Yeah. And we started dating and then yeah. I kind of thought maybe I would bring him back to Arizona, but we've just stayed, we stayed in Oklahoma. Here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, I went to SNU, so okay. you guys were in our conference. Yes. Uh, we came to your conference. Yes. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of trips up there. Great basketball stadium. Yes. Uh, had some friends who did play football there. Uh, previous podcast. Um, uh, Jalen has who was played football there as well. Uh, he's now a DJ, uh, doing really cool things. But yeah, that's. Uh, I always like driving out to Weatherford. Mm-hmm. It's a good drive, and it it's is. not too far. It's far enough, but it's not too far right. from the city. And that's it was really a great cool. college town to grow up in. Yeah, right. Because sure. like that's that's really it's not like one of the you know universities you have in Oklahoma City. Like there's four or five. Right. And you have a giant city. You literally have the town. Right. Uh, and a lot of with the, as good as this basketball stadium is, I'm sure you had a lot of events coming in or people coming in. A football stadium is great too. And yeah, I'm sure that was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. It was just a small community. You mm-hmm. know, we made our own fun because there wasn't a whole lot to do. And yeah. Yeah. So, so going to college, what was like the kind of degree and aspirations? Where were you thinking of going in, into the world? Well, um, I use my experience as a counselor to guide kids, um, but I, my parents were both educators. My mm-hmm. dad was a football coach. My brother's a football coach. My mom was a teacher. Um, and so I really, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, but I knew things that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to work for minimum wage. I didn't want to work yeah. assembly line work just because I probably didn't think I was tough enough to do that. Um, and I thought maybe, you know, the best job at the time for a wife and a mother um, was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I I grew up that way and grew up going to Friday night football games and, um, you know, being a part of a community and a yeah. team. And I loved that as a kid. And so that's what my husband and I tried to provide for our kids. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I, yeah. why I went into that, education. Like, for me, like people ask me a lot, you know, I, I'm from the UK originally and, and it's, when you grow up in you know the Friday Night Lights and and the community that centers around the high school football team and you know the the basketball and and men and women's sports and, and cheerleading is a huge part of that. Um, it's such a community feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get that back home. We're not as behind community sports like that as as they are here. And I love it here. Like I love just seeing you know a few thousand people out at a stadium to watch 16, 18 year olds play football. Right. You know, like that's amazing. Right. Uh, and just like being a part of the community and, and everyone's helping out and seeing these kids grow up and go on to college and, and, and into the workforce and stuff like that. That's a really special place to be in. It is. And, you know, even in our country today, as kind of divisive as mm-hmm. it is, on Friday nights, you don't see any of that. 
You know, everybody comes together as a community to support the kids. And especially during COVID and these trying times, you know, they just want the best for their kids and their community. And so you see that support and you see those, um, you know, those boundaries that have kind of been drawn in the political sand, they disappear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so when your husband gets... you know, gets a job analysis. Obviously, you you go as well. Yes, right. Which um, is good that you're in kind of teaching and education. Right, and um, so we went to Altus, and then he got a head coaching job and um, athletic director job in Frederick, Oklahoma. Okay. Which I grew up in a large city, graduation class of 600. So Frederick was tiny, but it was such a blessing to be there. Um, I got to be the director of the alternative school Mm -hmm. and that's really where my heart went to the underdog kid and um that's when you know my husband and i would would bring kids in provide dinners um fellowship and just be a a safe place for kids to go um after frederick he realized he didn't want to be a head coach anymore and we moved on to duncan and so we're slowly making our way from southwest oklahoma (laughs) to central oklahoma and then we he got the opportunity to come up north to the tulsa area and was um the quarterback coach for owasso for seven eight years which i mean Tulsa high school football is yes. just the powerhouse of, of the right. state, isn't it? It's right. uh, it was know, very it, exciting, very different. Yeah, um, and the opportunity that it provided my own children, it, it was it was a great move yeah. for us. Yeah, what well, a great part of the state too. Like yes. a lot of like great landscape up yes. there, and and I, I'm a golfer, so I've been to the Patriot and played golf yes. up there. I love it. You know, awesome community, and it's. Again, it's it's you know what twenty minutes outside of downtown Tulsa, and right. it's a great spot. Right. So everything's you know that's that must have been a great move. When was that? It was in two thousand and twelve. Okay, so you've been there ever since for the yes. last eight eight years. Yeah. Yes. That's really cool because now you have your roots and you built your relationships with everyone, and you know you're making food for the team and hanging out and the kids and right. I'm sure they always you know love hanging out with coaches and you know cooking out whatever it is that's that's a special place to be in and you're in a great opportunity to to kind of have a real impact on the kids right like well and that that's our goal i mean you don't get into education to make money right. obviously but we feel like you know we live each day of what impact are we going to make yeah. what kid in the back of the classroom that doesn't want to be noticed are we going to notice mm-hmm. are we going to make a difference you know um my husband just the other day uh, a student a junior in high school girl so 16 or 17 mm-hmm. years old said you're the only teacher that's ever talked to me yeah you know and that is impactful and it's just it just almost makes you cry that you know there's there's just kids out there and we you know we've opened up our home we provide meals and we always make them we always sit at the table together and a lot of kids are like we don't do this at my house we don't have dinner together and we always would go around the table and say okay what's something that made you laugh today what made what's something that made you smile today and what's something that made you sad today and talk about the day and you know hash out what's going on yeah yeah you're right like there's a lot of families i I think i think everyone all ages struggle with it right you know you come home and it's easy to just you know grab food and just eat in front of the tv or in front of your phone or whatever you're watching and not kind of get together and turn the tv off and i think a lot of people do it for occasions but that's about it right you have a birthday and you'll have it at the house and mom will cook dinner or whatever it is but yeah, every night that's that's really cool and something I'm sure that stands out a lot to the kids that come over. Like, 
oh, you guys sit down you, and you actually talk and you, right. you know you build relationships with the kids who come over and with you know you have better strong relationships with your family as well right we yeah. do and you know it's it's passed on to our kids I mean they they have just really loving hearts mm-hmm. and giving hearts and they they see the underprivileged or you know the underdog and they root for them too and yeah. that's a proud moment for a parent when you can see your right. kid doing that you know even my daughter now is 26 and married. She lives in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, my son is still in college. And just last week, he had a friend that had graduated college, and they were high school friends, and he came over to dinner. And um, we were sitting at the table, and he said, did you guys always do this? Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we always do this. And you know, we got to just visit and talk, and we even prayed together. Mm-hmm. And and that kid wants to be a minister, and he led the prayer, and it's it's just awesome to get to be a part of that. Yeah, special moment, especially Very when he special. brings it back, right? And he's yes. like, "You guys, oh, it wasn't just me you did this for. I mean, this right. is normal, yeah. right? Yeah. Right." So so on to uh, I guess your side of work, right? What what you know you you. Obviously, your husband's a coach, but you do the, the counseling stuff yes. as well. So how was that, and, and how has that evolved with the places that you've been to? Well, I was a teacher until Owasso, okay. and that's when I finished my master's, and I became a high school counselor. Yeah. And um, it's a very, very hard job. Uh, I think a lot of people, even administrators, don't realize what a counselor does. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just about counseling, which we all need, <laughs> but it is, you know, about academic counseling. It's about just listening. It's yeah. about, it's, it's about guiding them and, and career choices. And, um, in Owasso, I just by default, since my husband was the coach, I was also in charge of all the NCAA qualifiers mm-hmm. and athletes. And so, you know, I, I had to make sure they're on track and doing what they were doing yeah. and and with the coach's help which is a you know fabulous coaching staff at Owasso and and um and then my own alphabet which they divided at A through G yeah. so I was in charge of probably almost 600 students yeah um, but I got to you know touch lives and and make differences and you you don't often know the difference if you made but my daughter told me that one time she was in a quick trip and a kid came up to her and said aren't mm-hmm. you aren't you Miss Hudson's daughter? And she said, yeah. And he said, I would have never graduated high school if it wasn't for her. Yeah. You know, and that's just, if you can just make the difference in one person. And, you know, that's kind of, it's funny to even like tie in and move into cookie dough with that. But I mean, if kids came into my office crying, I could hand them some cookie dough (laughs) and we could immediately change the subject. You know, um, it's a comfort food that we all grew up on smelling in the kitchens, you know, whether it be our grandmother's kitchens or our mother's kitchens, cookies baking. And it's just a warm, comforting feeling. Mm -hmm. And when you take a bite of it, it's like nostalgia. Yeah. And it just takes you back yeah. to those feelings. So so to that point, when 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 the kids say, you know, you, you, you got the boys over for football and they're there and they're trying it and you get the idea and then you start making recipes and you nail one. I mean, what, I guess, what was that first kind of show that you did then, that festival? Well... We actually tried to... Owasso has a little thing called Gathering on Main, okay. and I applied to that, mm-hmm. and I was late, and so they didn't let me in. Yeah. And for a moment, I got discouraged. But then I had applied for um, a festival in Guthrie. That's mm-hmm. a, a real big festival that I went blank on the name. Um, 
but we went there and my husband wasn't a believer because first of all he's not a big sweet eater yeah and then he's really not a cookie dough eater he's a cookie person yeah and um we bought the tent and we did everything we had to do um and in oklahoma there there is a there's rules as far as making things in your home okay and if it's baked you can you can sell from your home up to like x amount of dollars that you make mm-hmm. but if it's unbaked which cookie dough is yeah. you have to make it in a um, commercial kitchen area or you have to make it on site at the festivals okay okay so we had to make it on site and so we're in guthrie oklahoma and um freezing cold is it starts out the morning because it's in april yeah and um, I have a mixer there, and I mixed up some, when we got there and started working. And my husband was like, "Quit! We're gonna have to take all this home. <laughs> Quit!" And and it did start cool, so nobody was really buying, you yeah. know, food yet. They were buying coffee and sure. and whatever. But the parade started, and about one o'clock um, until six o'clock, mm-hmm. we were swamped. And I couldn't make it fast enough. And he was like, I can't believe this is going on. (laughs) And um, we sold 600 cookie doughs at $3 a piece in a short span of time. And we were both dead. He was like, we're not doing anything tomorrow. We're not unloading the truck. It was really a lot of hard work. I commend all the people that travel around shows and do that for a living because it's a lot of work, set up, tear down. And at that point I was making the dough and he was dishing it out. And he's a real big, he's 6'4", 250, 60 pounds, a big man. And having to hold these little spoons and give samples of cookie dough. It was pretty comical, really. Um, and at one time, we, I had the mixer going so fast, it fell off and had to remake. And I mean, it was just, yeah. it was a great learning experience. But um, it kind of took off after that because it did so well. And um, we signed up for a lot more festivals. And then we talked my brother-in-law, my husband's brother and his wife mm-hmm. into being partners with us. Yeah, And so... Because we thought it's getting kind of crazy. We can't do this by ourselves. Yeah. And we got all of our licensing. We interviewed with some commercial kitchens. We were very grateful and thankful that Kitchen 66, the Mother Road Market up in mm-hmm. um, Tulsa, took a chance on us. Yeah. And we're a part of that kitchen. So that's the kitchen we use to make our product. Yeah. And um, my sister-in-law and I just kind of... We did festivals and people, you know, opportunities would come to us. The Mm -hmm. Chesapeake, I mean, that was just unbelievable because what we did, we had worked a festival and it was a lot of work. And so we sat down all at my, with my nieces, my nephews, my kids, Mm -hmm. my brother and sister-in-law around the kitchen table. How can we do this easier? And so we started thinking wholesale. That's how we do it easier. And um, so everybody got a list of people they were supposed to contact. And um, I have a cousin that owns a Chick-fil-A. And he has connections with people in the Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is who you need to talk to. And um, his name is John Horn. And he runs all the candy stands in the Chesapeake. Not the concession stands, but the The candy candy stands. stands, And so they call him the candy man, of course. Um, But he tried it 
liked it. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, we got to talk to this guy. So then we had to talk to the person that was in charge of letting all the food get in yeah. the Chesapeake. And he tried it, loved it, and said, put her on the menu. I mean, it just happened yeah. so right quickly. Time, right yes. Yeah. And I, so I called my brother and sister in law, and I was like, sit down, because guess what? <laughs> <laughs> and um, we had to go through a few hoops with the health sure. department and, you know, all of our labeling. There's so much. Oh, there's so much that goes into yeah, it. That yeah, that a teacher doesn't know, know anything about. Yeah. And um, a lot of good people to help yeah. and, and advise. And um, we just it just kind of took off the Chesapeake. And then once we could say we're in the Chesapeake, mm-hmm. we went to the universities. Yeah. And OU put us in a couple of their stores, OSU a couple of their stores, UCO a couple of their stores. Um, and it just kind of took off like that. Yeah. Now, COVID hit and all that. Right. All the events are gone. All <laughs> yeah, the festivals everything. are gone. You're like, yes. now what do we do? Yes. Yeah. So, um, but it's still, we have a couple of stores in Tulsa that are kind of keeping us going. Yeah. Um, and just hoping, you know, next year. Because sure. the colleges, they didn't, they didn't order. And they would order, you know. Six to eight hundred at a time. Yeah, every you know two months. Because I guess months. the stores are closed in the colleges now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the stores are closed. Well, kids are just doing class online. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. So it's been tough. Yeah. Uh, this year, but um, still promising, and mm-hmm. we know we make a good product. We know people still like it. Yeah. And you know they, everything will open back up. That's and, the best thing in there. It's like, look, we know we have a good product. It right. works. It tastes great. We have a fan base. Right. It's just finding the right avenue to get it to our right. fan base, isn't it? Right. And, so. you know, there are there are other cookie doughs out there. Mm-hmm. You know, in Walmart, you know, people are like, why haven't you been on Shark Tank and da-da-da, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, I mean... When I taste that, and and I would I would welcome anybody to do a taste test with ours and the others. Yeah. The difference is, theirs is mass manufactured, sure, which you probably have to do. Yeah, but we don't do it that way. We make every individual batch by itself, mm-hmm. and there's you know 24 in a batch, and we make every single one. We don't double, triple, quadruple yeah. the recipe because it changes the integrity of it. Yeah. Well, and even I had uh, uh, Jeff uh, Reagan on the podcast a couple of months back, and he founded Kai's Concept. They make nutritional bars in Oklahoma City, and he managed to get uh, a trial with Walmart. And they said, "Yeah, we're going to do a small trial. It's a thousand stores." And he's like. Uh, <laughs> I have to make seven hundred thousand bars or whatever. I mean, like, it's a huge deal. It yeah. doesn't doesn't just happen overnight, you right. know. And, and and getting to these people and finding out and and getting in front of them and then, you know, you're up against everyone from all around the country, not right. just you know the little town next door who's also got a lady that's doing cookie dough. Right, right. you're against the entire nation. Right. Uh, so that stuff, you know, it doesn't just happen overnight. And then you, you know, the like you said, with you got to have a commercial kitchen. You right. Know, this all so many things are going to labeling was is a huge issue. And then and then going from that, and when someone walks into a store, you've got to make sure you're in the right place. Right. You know, the right you, color. Yeah. The right place. This oh, right. so much that goes there into There is. It. There yeah. is. We we did get to you know visit with Crest, mm-hmm. and they took some samples and they were interested. At that point, we didn't have all of our labeling sure. like they wanted it. Um, and then you know COVID hit, mm-hmm. and we've kind of yeah. but. We, we kind of aren't pushing like towards the Walmart or the because I think it would completely change the integrity definitely 
and yeah. we want it to be good. We want yeah. it to be a good product. Yeah, I, I can't wait to try it. You brought some with me, uh, with you, and I, I'm they're not going to leave this building. I know that. <laughs> Sorry, Taryn, my wife, if you're listening, which she's not, thankfully, because she doesn't listen to the podcast. But if she was, then I might have to buy some and bring it home another time. Uh, so I guess now with the goal is to just get it in the stores and, and go forward with that. Um, because like yeah the events they really haven't happened yet they, there's no. nothing's been even though they are outside right there's still a lot less of them than you know than there were I guess there there was, there's probably one every week right, right. That you're traveling to right and and we have um some family members with underlying health conditions mm-hmm. so we've taken you know the COVID yeah. um and coronavirus very seriously and and don't want to put anybody in jeopardy and nothing's that important so we haven't done any festivals there have been some and we've been invited to but we haven't done any and the chesapeake doesn't supposedly is going to maybe open up in january um you know limited seating and like every stadium kind of has yes yeah yeah so with this all going on you still working as well yes yeah which yes. is, I guess, a nice saving grace that saving you don't grace. have to. You didn't go fully all in. You can operate this right. with the help of your, you know, brother and sister in law, and right. do it that way. Right. Yeah. So still being able with the kids and hanging out and yes. feeding them cookie dough as yes. well. <laughs> <laughs> they love that. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Has it? Um, I guess a lot of the kids probably just come to you and like they. I'm sure they the the reactions from the kids is is the best thing, right? If you make something, I mean, I'm a terrible cook, but when I do make something and somebody likes it, I'm like, well, that makes me feel amazing. Right. I'm sure it's great getting the reactions from people and hearing the reviews and people saying, well, why, you know, where can I get more and stuff like well, that. Well, one of the best stories is um, my daughter and her boyfriend were attending OSU, mm-hmm. but we were actually in the OU football games on the south end zone. Okay. And we got to set up a tent there, and um, they were work came to help us work. And she was marketing and business major, and yeah. so we were getting set up, and before we got started, she said, Mom, who's your target audience? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, who's your market to? And I said, what do you mean? She said... <laughs> Who most comes up here? Men, women? I said, everybody. And yeah. she said, not everybody. I said, everybody. Her marketing brain's like, but, there's yes. an age, there's a category. <laughs> exactly, like, who is it? exactly. Yeah. And, and then about halfway into the first quarter, she turned around and she said, you were right. And I said, I was right. And she said, yeah. you're right. Everybody. She said, I've seen old, young, men, women. Everybody yeah. likes cookie dough. And that's, it, the, the best feeling is, you know, when you get the skeptical mm. and people up there um, and they take a bite yeah. you know I'll just I, you know I say you know here I'll give you a sample before you buy it yeah just like it is with ice cream yes try it you can, yeah. and and you hear a moan and an awe and let's buy some more yeah. and yeah so how many flavors do you guys have right now man we have probably 14 to 15 wow. flavors yeah uh, but the the best seller is always chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. We have a sugar cookie. We have um, like a chocolate and pretzel and caramel and marshmallow. Yeah. Um, red velvet brownie batter, which tastes exactly like brownie yeah. batter, and um, 
yeah, we have we have a lot of flavors. Yeah. Do you do seasonal flavors too? We do a few Christmas flavors, mm-hmm. um, like a jingle mint, which is a white chocolate and peppermint, mm-hmm. and we have one we call mistletoe, which is cr- cranberries and white chocolate. Yeah. Are there any that like you just kind of made at home that are just like a mix of everything that are just amazing that you haven't put out yet? Not really. I've put everything out. I take it to the kids and yeah. I'm like, you know, how is, is this going to work? You know, yeah. and one that that wasn't real popular, which I was surprised um, just because of like Starbucks and the pumpkin, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we tried to do like a pumpkin, which people liked it. It's yeah. just four ounces of that is a lot. That's a lot rich. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is a lot. So I'm trying to think for me. I'm a huge caramel fan. So probably caramel for me would be great. And then the brownie batter. I mean, that's. That's yes. Well, amazing, and we had a right? salted caramel, so okay. we would do the caramel pieces and sea salt on top. And yeah, it's really good. I mean, the options are endless. They are they? endless. They it really must be are. hard to like narrow it down to like okay, like we have to kind of have a certain amount. Right. Uh, we can't just have a hundred flavors because you've got to carry a hundred flavors. Well, and we make a special we call uh, Pete's Pokey Dough okay. for OSU, and we're on the menu of their catering yeah. side, and it's an orange and it tastes like orange dreamsicle is what it so tastes good. like oh it's and it's so you know now. osu orange <laughs> yeah and they serve it they sometimes serve it um like in ice cream cones mm, that's so for good. catering parties yeah. and whatever so yeah it's it's so good that like you know just from you making it for the, you know the kids just spooning into the cookie dough and now we have this business like right. it's gone what is the timeline how long was it from like the kids you know, eating the cookie dough. Do you get any idea to now? It all happened around um, January 2017 is kind of the snow day era. Mm -hmm. And our first festival was in April. And then we were in the Chesapeake by August. Yeah. So it really took off. Really really took off. Yes. Yeah. And then we were at the OU games for two years, 17 and 18. Um, we were on the OU campus and then at the games also. Mm-hmm. And that was a great, great, great experience. Fun experience. Yeah. Um, neat to see behind the scenes concession stands. And, I'm sure, yeah. And all of that, how that works. Uh, and a lot of fun. Yeah. You know. Um, at every single game. Every single game. Yeah. A lot of work. Oh, yeah. I, you I know. had a friend who, who was doing stuff at OSU and he said, like, I, can, I haven't watched a football game in two years. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T- yeah, that, that must have been really cool, especially for your husband to be, you know, inside the stadium and see things from the inside out and being, you know, being right. a part of that. Well, and he game. he got out, I think 2016 was his last football season and he okay. retired from coaching. And so it was really kind of probably a godsend yeah. because that next football season, every Friday night, we were driving up to Norman to set up. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really get a chance to miss it because yeah. I had him so busy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's totally um, different if you sat at home while you're in the stands exactly. watching the team you used to coach. Exactly. With your coach's brain going off and saying things, exactly. and seeing everything that you see with you know the yeah. coaches see. So, so it, it was it was a it was a great transition. Yeah. I mean, I, we never thought in a million <laughs> years right. we would be doing something like that. But yeah, well, it's great though because you like you know the kids are old enough that you don't you mm-hmm. have time to go for it. Right. You know. School work is still school work, but you can do this on the weekends, and it gives you something on the weekends to do as a family as well. Right. Especially when, because a lot of people they retire and then they get bored and they get fat and they get old, and then you know they need to find something. Right. 
and it just happened perfect time that you had this and you know I'm sure I can imagine the look on your husband's face at that first first vessel in Guthrie and he's like I cannot believe this yeah he did. it was it was priceless <laughs> it really really was yeah it was when did the kind of partnership with like made in Oklahoma come in then because I know there I think I help. applied mm-hmm. um that year in 2017 and I think in the spring of 2018 is when everything kind of went through. Mm -hmm. And they help a lot with the legal stuff, right? The label and uh, just all of that Anything that we we need, they, they're just there. Yeah. And, and, you know, free advertising and, um, I mean, that's how we got together Mm -hmm. and, um, it's just, it's a great thing for our state. And a lot of people, you know, will just go into stores and look for the made in Oklahoma section and buy, just because, you know, and that's something I didn't even um, like talk about is we tried to use as many Oklahoma products that we could. Mm-hmm. So we've only used Shawnee Mill flour. We've used only Highland butter. Yeah. Um, and we get it fresh, like from the factory. You know, we don't go in the store. They, yeah. this, this man up in Tulsa, Chris Anderson, um, he believed in me and my dream, and um, he he lets us buy, and we're the only small company that gets to go and buy in bulk from yeah. him. And then we use Griffin's Vanilla. You know, I, I asked Bedray, you know, chocolate if they make chocolate chips, and because we were gonna, you know, oh, we yeah. wanted to do everything straight Oklahoma, yeah. so we use as much product as we That's can. That's really cool. That means a lot to everyone. Like, it goes a long way because. It could be cheaper, I'm sure, to buy other products, mm-hmm. right? You it know, can. And, and milk and everything else that goes into new ingredients and chocolate chips. And, like, you know, you could make a little bit more money, maybe a lot more money, I don't know. But it's definitely cheaper to go the other route and buy yes. big bulk, big yeah. box store. But the value that you have with Oklahoma and, and making it here and using Oklahoma products, that's, that's special. It's really cool. Well, and we tried... Um, we have a, a company in Owasso that did all of our labels for us. We got a man in Owasso to help with the design. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a box company in Tulsa yeah. that they, first of all, donated a lot of boxes to us because we the way the cups are, we couldn't just have a normal box. Sure. So they designed boxes to hold 50 and they designed boxes to hold 20 um, for us. Mm-hmm. And they were very supportive of our business. Yeah. Oh, it's just amazing. It's amazing to see what can happen in five years, mm-hmm. right? Like that, you know, where life can go in five years, uh, you know, in such a small amount of time, relatively speaking to our lifetimes. And then people can change their lives around in five years. I mean, things for you guys changed in, in eight months yes you they know did. when you're like we have now you know now i have this idea and everyone keeps eating my cookie dough before i can make cookies and then you're in Chesapeake in eight months i guess yes. oh, i'd love it it's awesome so for everyone listening where can they go where can they buy um follow you on instagram website stuff like that well right now readers in tulsa mm-hmm. it's on 21st and lewis they're a really cool old-fashioned gas station like they pump yeah. the gas for you they are the uh, the only store that's actively selling because okay. everything else is closed down yeah so and we don't ship because it's we want to keep sure. it cool um in the winter months you know we probably could ship some yeah um 
and there was a small little store in Purcell, but I I don't I mm-hmm. think they didn't make it through COVID yeah. either. So, so keep an eye on you guys. Keep an eye on us. Comes out, and uh, yes, and oh, we're on right Instagram, and it's just you know at Okie Doe, yeah. and Facebook, and um, we have a website. It's okidolicious.com and you can reach out, and we'll we could make it happen. Yeah, if you yeah. really if you need have it. an event that you really need something, <laughs> yes. you know, PTA meeting, whatever it is, like get in touch because you can make a small batch of things. Do you ever get, uh, I guess, people like submitting you kind of ideas for recipes and stuff? Does that happen a lot? Um, Well, there... There was a, a guy that said, do you have a coffee flavor? Yeah. And so we came up with the coffee lovers is what we call okay. it. And um, it tastes just like uh, coffee yeah. with cream because we put some white chocolate sure. chips in it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So, yeah, if anyone's listening that has any ideas, I'm sure reach out. Uh, anyone from, from across the pond where I live would come up with some ideas. I'm sure I can think <laughs> of some some uh, scones or whatever it is, <laughs> stuff like that. But, no, this has been awesome. Dee, I really appreciate you, you coming here and, and and obviously Bedford's for taking care of us uh, and sharing your story because it, it is amazing to see what can happen in five years uh, and you know the, the continued work that you do with the kids as a counselor at the school and I'm sure your husband still has a lot involved in that even though he's retired he's not ever re- really well retired he's still teaching kids, so. okay he's great. just not coaching there we go so yes so yeah I'm sure everyone listening really appreciates you for, for being a teacher and, and being in education because in Oklahoma that's not an easy thing to do well, so, thank you. For everyone listening, I'll post all the links down below in the description. You can go and follow Okido on Instagram, Facebook, and definitely keep an eye out. Um, they'll be back on the shelf soon. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program. Created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs, their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.